0: Welcome to the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Olufemi Nathan Alshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. In keeping with the study of David's life, we're picking back up in 2 Samuel chapter 13, and the topic that we'll be covering. We'll be dealing with the subject matter between verses 1 and 22. And the thought for today is love sick. Um, I may sound a little different. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it is because I am uh, not well right now. It's the fall season and a time where, generally, I have some struggles with my allergies and bronchitis and things of that nature. I remember as a kid getting bronchitis every single year around this time, and I've been fighting hard to keep from being ill, but unfortunately, um, I was unable to stop it, so It's kind of in line Well not quite But we are dealing with love And with sickness In this specific Study that we're doing today So uh, Let's take a look at things So Verses 1 and 2 I'll read for you In the course of time Amnon son of David Fell in love with Tamar The beautiful sister of Absalom Son of David Amnon became so obsessed with his sister Tamar that he made himself ill she was a virgin and it seemed impossible for him to do anything to her So Amnon created this fairy tale about being with his sister and his obsession with her his, his love and that word love there has many different meanings uh, one of which is a sexual desire but his desire and his drive for her was so strong that he became physically ill that, that's that's mind blowing now granted it happens it happens I can remember uh, one of my girlfriends back during the same time that I remember getting all these illnesses back in grade school, uh, getting ill because they thought I wasn't going to be around for a specific activity. You know, it, it love and infatuation can do that. It can when we become so obsessed with something and we create this false sense of reality, this fantasy about it. It can override everything that's what happened to Amnon in this case seemed impossible that he could do anything with her because she was a virgin he had a advisor verse 3 tells us by the name of Jonadab now Jonadab is an advisor to one of the princes of Israel seemed to be a pretty nice gig and a A position to be esteemed. But you got to watch the people that are around you. Because Jonadab was an advisor. But his advice was bad advice. He said in verse 5 after knowing that. Amnon felt the way that he felt about Tamar. He told him, he said, go to bed and pretend to be ill. When your father comes to see you, say to him, I would like my sister Tamar to come and give me something to eat. Let her prepare the food in my sight so I may watch her and then eat it from her hand. You got to be careful of the people that you associate with. And you have to be even more careful of the people that you allow to speak Into your life. I had a podcast. uh, Last month. That spoke about the company you keep. I encourage you to go and and take a listen to that. Because it really delves into. Some of the hazards of. Associating with the wrong people. And that was the case with. Amnon. And Jonadab. We as human beings are not immune to this. Whether you have a relationship with God or not, you're not immune to it. If you are hanging around with and listening to people who don't love God, people who are encouraging you to take the shortcut and the, the easy way, that's not good and it's not going to end up good for you. It really should have been some red flags for David when Amnon did this. Why would a grown man want his sister to feed him from her hand? I mean, that that just don't sound right. Yeah, I'm sick. You know, can you, can you get my sister to cook for me? Okay, that's understandable. You know, she may have been a a really good cook or something. Okay. You know, may just enjoy the company of your siblings. I get that. But I want her to cook it in front of me and then feed me from her hand. Come on. David should have known something was up. He should have been paying more attention. It should have set off red flags. And it did for others involved. And we'll talk about that towards the end of the lesson today. But not for David. Amnon went through with the plan David sent Tamar there and then Amnon sent everyone out of the room and committed atrocities against Tamar he did so because he was driven by his passions but the strongest love that we have should be for God Matthew chapter 22 verses 37 through 40 in it Jesus said to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind this is the first and greatest commandment and the second is like it love your neighbor as yourself all the law and prophets hang on these two commandments but Amnon." Was not loving God. And he was not loving his neighbor as himself. He was consumed by his passions. Just like his father David was. David also committed sexual sin. Because he was consumed by his passions for Bathsheba. When he found out who she was. That should have caused him to stop. But he didn't. And then it just spiraled and then got... Bigger and bigger And and worse and worse When he sent for her He should have stopped When she came He should have said no There should have been something stopping him, But he was consumed by his passions And he was determined to do What he wanted to do And Amnon did the same thing Just as a side note This is why it's so important To pray for your enemies We see our enemies doing different stuff And it's wrong No doubt about it But Well, if we were to really take a look at ourselves and see the wonderful things that God has done for us, the ways he's made out for us, we may have a little more empathy on our enemies and pray that the Lord would give them the same kind of deliverance and the same kind of mercy that he gave to us. All right, back to uh, more of the lesson. Tamar told Amnon multiple times multiple times that this was wrong and even gave him wise counsel regarding what to do verses 12 through 16 says no my brother she said to him don't force me such a thing should not be done in Israel don't do this wicked thing what about me again He's not thinking about her. He's not thinking about anyone. He's just thinking about himself. Where could I get rid of my disgrace? And what about you? You will be like one of the wicked fools of Israel. Please speak to the king. He will not keep me from being married to you. So she's giving him good wise counsel. Don't do this. If he had me come here to feed you by hand, you think he won't allow me to be married to you? I mean, this was back during a time where marrying relatives that close was uh, not that uncommon. And for whatever reason, uh, you know, maybe it was just due to population and things of that nature. Uh, The same kinds of illnesses that we see in children today that would be, produced by people that close in relation you you re- didn't see or at least we didn't hear of that much uh, during that time frame but anyway she was telling him look don't do this thing it's going to mess me up and you're talking about some you love me and and all this stuff it's also going to mess you up but he wouldn't listen he was driven he was consumed by his passions and he just wouldn't listen to reason causes me to think of emotional intelligence and his is very low emotional intelligence deals with the fact that when we are presented with data and information, it must first go past our emotions and get to our logic in order for us to make the best decisions. The people who are able to Allow that to happen More regularly than others Because we all make some decisions in our emotions But those who are able to Discipline themselves To allow it to get to That logic area Generally have higher success in life He wasn't hearing it He wasn't listening to logic He was in his emotions And he allowed that to drive him and it drove him again to do the unspeakable and after he did that his hatred for her was as intense if not more intense than his so called love for her was it was an intense hatred which how, how do you go from wanting and desiring and 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 Just having to have and that can't live without, can't do without someone or something. And then as soon as you get it, you hate it as much, if not more so, than your love for it. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's what shows you that it was a spirit behind this that was not of God that drove him to that. So important that you watch your thought life because that's how everything got started for him. Proverbs 27:20 20 says death and destruction are never satisfied, and neither are human eyes. Our flesh, our desires can never ever be satisfied. They won't be satisfied. Which is why it's so important that you devote yourself to the things of God that you do As Jesus said in Matthew, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. He has to be first as far as your love is concerned. Because when you allow yourself to love on and think about other things, this is where the crazy comes in. Again, should have been a red flag from the beginning. Yeah, he he was in love, but his love was sick. It was a sick love. And it all started with this thought life. We go back to verse 2 and read it again. Amnon became so obsessed with his sister Tamar that he became ill. She was a virgin and it seemed impossible for him to do anything to her. That's where it all started. It started in his mind with him thinking there is no way around this there is no possible way for me to obtain what I desire outside of these methods he was sick he was sick and when David found out about it he was furious but he didn't do anything and as we go on and study david's life more we'll find out that when it comes to his kids he was kind of hands-off i don't know why it may have been a part of his nature that the lord allowed that the lord allowed to happen because of some of the promises that god gave him regarding the trouble that he would have in his house i don't know but he was really hands-off when it came to his kids Furious, but he didn't do anything. Should have been a red flag. And it was a red flag for her for Absalom. When you read verse 20, her brother Absalom said has that Amnon? He, he says has that Amnon not even called him your brother or anything what well, he does after that, but so, so has that Amnon your brother been with you? He knew. His plans, or he knew the heart of his brother. Why didn't David? And when it happened, why didn't David do anything? You can't ignore issues; they don't get better by ignoring them. You gotta face them. And we'll stop there and and pick up with things on next week. So some key points and things to take with you. One, don't let your love anything, nothing, not your family members, not for the things that God has given you. Don't let your love for anything or anyone be greater than your love for God. If it's something that you're trying to obtain and you have to go about it through some dishonest methods, you don't need it. You'll never be satisfied by the things of the earth. And you'll never be satisfied by giving in to your natural desires. You'll always want more. I think of Jim Carrey, who has a quote. And uh, speaking of Jim Carrey, the, the actor and the comedian, he said that he wished that everyone could be rich so that they could see that it doesn't solve your problems, the thing that we think would just be oh that you know if I just do this if I could just have this then everything will be in place everything will be right it won't the only person the only thing that you can obtain that puts things in right order is a relationship with God Psalm 16 which is written by David says that in his presence he has been the presence of God Is the fullness of joy. If you want to have fullness of joy, you need to seek His first. You need to seek His things. Why? Because He teaches us how to be content with what we have here on earth. Because we understand that we're just stewards. Whatever it is we have, we don't own. It's all God's. And all it takes is one bad report from the doctor to change everything and soon whatever you have is in someone else's hands why because it doesn't belong to you we're merely stewards of whatever it is that God allows us to hold on to so I want to encourage you as well watch your thoughts life do as Paul tells the church at Philippi in chapter 4, verse 8 of that book. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think about those things. Don't let your mind get caught up with evil thoughts it leads you nowhere leads you to destruction think on the good things say long pause and think about this i hope that you enjoyed and got something from the lesson today and i want to encourage you to subscribe so that you get them whenever they drop and make sure you tell a friend about the podcast this is listened to Uh, on Spotify, on uh, Anchor, on Apple. Uh, So make sure that you rate and review it uh, wherever you listen to it if you're able to. Uh, It helps a lot. Next week we'll continue in chapter 13. Until then, God bless and keep it together.